in spirit and in truth, lifting open hands, Lord, ready to receive all that you have for us, Lord. Come and do a mighty work in this house tonight. We'll give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
want to see you in the glory of your life. Earthly things don't matter, they just fade and shatter when we're touched by love divine. We won't be satisfied with anything ordinary. We won't be satisfied at all. Open up the sky, fall down like rain. We don't want blessings, we want you. Open up the sky, fall down like fire. We don't want anything but you. Open up the sky, fall down. change mics. I like to talk with my hand so I, I can't uh, do that. I'm obviously not Summer. Not a shock to you guys. She was gracious to let me finish what I began last week. And uh, so here we go. I typically will preach with about five pages of notes. And I knew last week I had like 19 pages of notes and there was no way I was going to finish up uh, but here we are. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Last week we kind of uh, really talked about preaching with purpose, but they both go hand in hand. And the scripture, that, uh, the, the portion or the text that we came from last week is the same place that we will be this weekend in uh, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6. And Paul writing to the church of Corinth, 
and uh, warning about uh, where many people will find themselves. Uh, we find ourselves warring after the flesh. So beginning in verse 1 says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And I know that I didn't give you this verse, but the very first part of verse 7 says, Do you look on things after the outward appearance? Uh, talking about faith. And, and so we're going to be there tonight. And again, some of it's going to be recap because it's important for us to understand uh, what spiritual warfare is, but it's also for us important for us to understand what it is not. Uh, for so long, we have made a carnal warfare, uh, or, or we have fought with carnality and, and explained that or portrayed that to be spiritual warfare. So uh, it's, it's not taking a city by force. It's, it's not stomping your feet and screaming at the devil. It's not... A dance, it's not uh, anybody releasing anything, it's, it's not us, uh, the, the kingdom suffers violence, so the violent take it by faith. It's none of that. It's, that's not spiritual warfare at all. It, it's, and again, it's about preserving and protecting and, and, and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there is a war. There is a war that is raging. There is a war that is going on, and, and we are engaged in a war but the good news is, it's a war that you and I don't have to fight physically. So there, there's, a, there's a, a, a raging battle that's, and I said this last week, that's going on in the heavenlies that you and I are not, can't see. I'm not saying we're not aware of it. We can't see it. And I'm, I'm going to trip over this thing. We can't see that, and that's probably a great thing because it would scare us half to death if we could see what was going on, what was taking place. So we... we preserve the gospel, we protect the gospel, we stand up for the gospel by preaching the gospel, by teaching the gospel, by living the gospel. Uh, last night I had the privilege to speak to um, the Pacific, uh, sometimes I say specific, Pacific Southwest uh, region of the United States, and some of that involved Hawaii, uh, but um, for the Gideons whom they distribute bi Bibles and, and those things. But there's, a, there's an importance of pr protecting and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there is an important uh, role that you and I have the privilege, not, not, a, not a burden, but the privilege to share. And sometimes I think that some people share the gospel, but they don't really believe what they're sharing. They're just quoting scripture. And, and I understand that, and the scripture is still anointed, it's still real, it's still alive, and it won't return void. But if I were to, to give you something, to sell you something, and I didn't believe in, you know, the gospel's not for sale, so please don't take me wrong, but if I were to sell you something and I didn't believe in what I was selling, you're not going to buy it anyway. The, the beauty is it's not for sale, but what we have is a body of believers who don't understand who they are in Christ. They don't understand what's going on. They know that they're saved. They know that they're happy. They know that they're on their way to heaven, but many are miserable, and many are engaged in a carnal battle, carnal warfare, and they categorize that as spiritual warfare. And I can tell you that, that it is heavy, but the, the, the burden of the Lord, per se, his, his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We spoke about this Tuesday. Uh, that was yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's like an aha moment for me. That was just yesterday. We spoke about this in our, our, our I about said, Galatians Bible study. Uh, the only burden that we should bear is the burden of Christ. 
And, and Christ said, to learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and take my, my yoke, my, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we learn of this and we take that upon ourselves. So what we have done, we've taken this portion of Scripture, and it kind of correlates right here, where we take the portion of Scripture in Galatians 6 to bear one another's burdens, to this place that we are warring in the flesh for one another. And what happens is we become exhausted, tired, and worn out, and we quit. Like, I can't, I'm just, whew, I'm tired, I'm done, I'm, it's over. But when you come to this saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when you begin to understand the redemption plan of Christ, I'm not saying that, 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 well, our understanding are at different levels. There's not a different level of Christianity. You're saved, you're as saved as you'll always be. But the understanding of, you, of, of the, the Word of God, it, it, you grow in that continually. None of us have arrived and none of us know it all. And if anybody tells you they read the Bible and they got all they need, then they need to read it again because they didn't get anything. Because <laughs> the, the first thing is we understand, as Paul said, that I am wretched. And we understand in, in John 15 and 5, Jesus was speaking. He said, without me, you can do nothing. He didn't say, once you're saved, you don't need me. Without me, you can do nothing. So we always need him. So when we, we come to the understanding of the redemption plan, that's Christ in him crucified, that it took Christ to redeem the world, that he is the source, that the cross is the means, then we are beginning to, to root to, to be rooted in what is, is right. To establish our foundation in the proper place. That our anchor now is holding in the proper place. Right now, uh, in the lake, uh, the hybrids are, are running. They're run upstream. And, and a lot of people, you'll, they'll, they'll go. If you were to, to put in and you were to head north and you were to go to the dam, you would see boats everywhere. The, the dam is releasing water, so there's a current and you'll see people tied to, 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 to trees and see people continually going back and forth because they don't have an anchor. They don't have anything to hold them still. The currents are coming, but they're anchored and they're still. And this is what happens in life. The current never stops flowing, but when you anchor in Christ, faith has to have an anchor. And it has to be proper. It has to be proper. Some wrote some years ago, uh, an article for, uh, for uh, the uh, uh, Evangelist magazine and, and talking about when we came to the, the understanding, the revelation to us personally of what happened at Calvary, the message of the cross, when it became real in our lives, then our faith had an anchor. It wasn't just drifting around here or there. And it wasn't that we were doing terrible stuff, but we began to understand I began to understand, I'm not going to speak for her, that what I had been battling was a carnal warfare and not spiritual. So the Christ is the source, the cross is the means, so when we get that, we don't wonder where to place our faith. Just hold with me, some of this is going to be repetitive from last week, but I want us to get this. Paul said, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul was an intelligent man. He had a lot of intellect, and he was very well uh, 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 versed in his knowledge, in his learning. He knew the differences. He knew the, the, the uh, 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 vast differences in beliefs and culture, but he never swayed, and he never swayed what he preached nor taught regardless of where he went. So this garbage that this is 2021, that we need to become relevant, this seems to be the term everywhere, how can we make the gospel relevant? It is relevant. It's real. It's always been real. It's never lost its power. The problem is we think relevance is based off of circumstance. Circumstance is based off of the church not knowing who they are. This is pretty good stuff. Why would you say that? Because the world goes as the church goes. If we no longer believe truth, if we no longer preach truth, if we no longer stand on truth, but in love, if we no longer do that and we become tolerant of everything, then what makes us separate? What makes us different? Other than put, putting Jesus as a label on us, or Christian as a label on us. 
So the focus can, as it should be when we're anchored where we should be, it, it, the focus is on Christ and what he did for us at Calvary. The focus is not on if, if, if Jimmy Joe is saying it wrong. The focus is not on cutting the legs out from this pastor or that pastor. The focus is on preaching Christ and giving you exactly what you need is Jesus Christ because that's what changed my life and that's who is changing my life. I don't need to get sidetracked with carnal warfare. It's happened a lot. Politics will bring out the most vile, nasty uh, that's inside of people that you've ever saw in your life. And people have be get, be, become engaged in carnal warfare. So the focus again is on Christ. Our faith will not be in what we do, but what Christ has done. It's all about Him. They're, they're linked together. Why? Why is Christ and the cross linked together? Because He's, he's, the, he, he's it. They go hand in hand. That's where everything was afforded to us. Our victory. Victory over what? Everything. You don't believe it? Read Colossians 2, 14 and 15. This is not my thought, not my opinion. This is the word of God. He took the handwriting ordinances that were contrary to us. He took them out of the way and he nailed them to his, he, he did, nailed them to his cross. And he made show of them openly. He triumphed over them in it. Christ finished the work. So we don't have to do anything but rest in that finished work. So they're linked together. So I, I, I said this last week, when we evaluate what we're availing ourselves to, what we're listening to, when we evaluate that, it has to be done in this manner. Is there an operation of the Holy Spirit? The power of the Holy Spirit? Is there a full, complete presentation of the gospel? Is the message pointing to people or is it pointing to Christ? Is it pointing to the cross? And if it's not, then you need to turn it off or leave. Why would you say that? Because you're being pointed in every direction that you don't need to go. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm saying they're wrong. There's a good side of evil. There's, a, there's, there's, there's good the wrong direction. So we need to make sure everything that we're doing is pointing, we say, Pointing people to Christ, not ourselves, not programs, not denomination, not church, not labels, but to the finished work of Christ. Who saved your soul? It's not the, it, listen, if, if it's not pointing to, to Christ, hear me clear, it's not the gospel, it's a carnal message. They can use the gospel all they want to, to, to try to back it up, but if the purpose is not presented... I said this last week, there's a purpose of the gospel. We like to preach, but what's the purpose of it? If, if I'm on a diet, what's the purpose of it? Not just so I don't eat uh, 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 dum-dums and, and, and Rolos. <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind, but you ever had Rolos between Ritz crackers and their milk? <laughs> that ain't good for you, but it's good. <laughs> But anyway, the purpose of d denying that stuff is not to say I deny that, it's to become more healthy. There's a purpose in what you're doing. There's a purpose in the gospel. So many will depart from the faith. How? Why? Where do you get this? 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking, or speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared, with a hot iron. You cannot depart from something that you never had. I believe in eternal security. Absolutely 100%. <laughs> I'm eternally secure as long as I'm in Christ. Go all the way back into, into, into the Old Testament. As long as they were in the house and the blood covered the doorpost, they were safe. But the moment they went outside, they were no longer safe because they went outside the house. They went outside of Christ. So we have to understand that, that, that you can't depart from something that you never had. It's possible to walk away from Christ. He'll never walk away from you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, it's, it's not easy. It's extremely, it's a difficult time because the Holy Spirit is drawing you. It's a constant rejection of the Holy Spirit that leads to one departing from. It don't happen just like that. So we have to be on guard. The message of the Bible is the message of the cross. 
The message to the world, I said this last week, is simple. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We know this. That's the message to the world, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But the message to the church is 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. And then we go on to, to preach, uh, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Don't preach that to somebody that don't know Jesus Christ as Savior because they don't understand. You, you, can't, you can't put a roof on a house that has no walls nor foundation. What we have tried to do for so long in the church is we've tried to preach an Acts 2 gospel to a, to a people that have no foundation. Hear me. The foundation is the most important part of a house. You cannot outgrow your foundation. So we've got to preach the foundational truths and once the foundational truths are established, then you build on that. So this is why we preach Christ crucified. It is the gospel that will save the lost, but it's also the gospel that will change the saved. So I, I, I determined, Paul went on, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So preaching this to the world is foolishness, but to, unto us which are saved, it says it is the power of God. <coughs> but Paul went to them, and he went to them with an urgency, and he went to them very simple. We try to sound all, 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 all educated, and, and, and if you hear me any amount of time, you know that was out the window. Uh, Terrence even hit on that uh, Sunday night. <laughs> Man, I'm wait till he gets. I'm, I'm gonna take a shot at him. But uh, anyway, it said in my speech and my preaching it was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. How did the demonstration of the Holy Spirit happen? Take place when he was preaching the gospel because the anointed word was preached under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and it enlightened the eyes of the understanding. It wasn't uh, people doing helicopters and the window washer shouts and, the, and all the stuff. It was the, the aha moment, the lights coming on and saying, Whoa, I got this. I understand now that I'm wretched, and without him, I've got nothing. So when, tr when, when we trust in the simplicity of the message, Christ in him crucified, we begin to experience that demonstration of the Holy Spirit in our own lives every day. Every day. That's how when you read something for the 17,000th for the time, you're like, this is, wow, did you see this? It becomes alive again and again and again in our own lives. Again, I, 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 I'm just kind of re, uh, what do you call that? Reviewing. <laughs> re, I got the re part. Viewing. Reviewing some of the notes from last week. So the demonstration of the Spirit, again, is when the Spirit of God takes the truth preached under the anointing of God and reveals it to you, to me. That's a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. We have belittled the demonstration of the Holy Spirit to a physical act. <laughs> what takes place inside of you, I can't see. No man can see. No woman can see. We belittled it to faith. Faith is not seeing. So we got to understand what is taking place. We have to understand in Isaiah where his word says, His word shall not return void, but it will accomplish for that which we have set forth for it to do. we got to believe that this word is enough. And preach it. Teach it. Stand on it. So if we aren't preaching the truth that allows the Holy Spirit to move, then guess what? People won't have a true biblical faith which comes from a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Tammy might be right. I'm trying to get to, to, the, to the spiritual warfare. I'm trying to get there. But when it's truth is preached, and when it's, when it's received, and when it's that, that wow moment in your life, and all of a sudden that light bulb comes on, and you know that I have it, you know that I got it from a demonstration of the Holy Spirit, there's nothing that can take that away from you. There's nothing that's going to remove that from you, no matter what accusations come your way. I, <laughs> I've heard people, and, and, and they won't say my name, but I know they're, 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 uh, in, they're insinuating. Um, you know, the bald guy with the beard over there in Denver. Uh, uh, 
I'm not compromised the gospel at all. I'm not straight away from the truth. I'm not twisted the truth at all. I'm not afraid to, to, to preach the truth, even if it's hard. It's not watered down. But what I have strayed away from is carnal warfare. I've strayed away from the, the axe swinging. and I've strayed away from belittling and, and badgering people because they might not do or say like I say or have I've come to the place in our life like I had. I got to understand that I got one mission in life, and that's to preach this gospel the same way to the same people every single day. Who's the same people? I don't matter who they are. They're all the same. We all need the same message. First <coughs> Corinthians two and verse five. Paul wrote that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. This is what happens when the demonstration of the Holy Spirit takes place in your life. I don't need the wisdom of man because I'm standing on the power of God. Get this, this is so vital in, in the part of our lives in spiritual warfare. Where are you standing? Whose wisdom are you relying on? And where is your faith anchored? This is absolutely paramount in your spiritual walk, your life. Because if it's anchored in what your grandma taught and you bought and it was wrong, then it's the wrong place. I'm not, I'm not t- saying your grandma was a terrible person, but sometimes we're taught great things, but wrong, we're taught greatly wrong. We have great intentions, but we can never make up our mind. <laughs> what are we going to do? Which way are we going to go? That's why squirrels are all over the road dead. The highways are paved with squirrels that had great intentions. They just couldn't figure it out. But when your faith is anchored, you're not going to be all over the place. You're not going to be here and there and say, oh, that sounds good. No, that don't sound good. Instantly, the Holy Spirit will check you. If you receive that or not, that's your deal. But he will check you. Turn it off. Don't listen to it. Something's not right. It sounds good. There's a good beat. I like that. But the words are terrible. And they're absolutely not scriptural. So I don't want to avail myself to that. And I surely don't want to sing it. Don't think that the enemy will not use anything and everything to pull you away from. For one reason. It's not that you're that good. It's to destroy your faith. And he'll use anything to get you engaged in something that you don't belong in. Music is always a hot topic. The most controversial place in a church is right here. Right here. Around these instances. Because Lord Jesus, that song is, and, and, and Terrence hit on a little bit the other night, but this is why is it controversial? And it's also the place with the most personalities and the most drama. I can't hear me. Can you turn me up, Mr. Zellman? I can't hear nobody. I led worship for 12 years. I was at Clint Brown's church. We were there, and he had a class that said, Diva Proof Your Platform. I was like, well, I need to go to that. Uh, but, but why would this take place? And I'm not saying that our intentions are wrong, so if you're up here, I'm not, I'm not poking fun at you. Well, I am, but I'm not. Uh, we can become engaged in a carnality or a carnal warfare when it becomes about performance. And if I hit the verse right, I led worship long enough to know that I never got anything right. So if I mess up, it's just good. <laughs> I'm like, the ship's sinking. We're just going to ride that bad boy to the ground. Uh, but, but it's not about performance. It's about why we're doing what we're doing. So we become shift from, from, from trying to please the Lord to fighting a carnal battle. And it becomes, it, you're engaged quick. You're, you're, you're engaged quick. It, 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 it has always blown my mind how, how, I mean, how you could be driving down the road. Oh, man, the trees are beautiful. Man, it's pretty. They, got, they cut the, the, the median. This is nice. Somebody pull, what in the world? I'm ready to kill you. How can you just go that fast from, from chilling to ready to kill? Chilling to killing. (laughs) How do you you go that fast? Because the enemy uses anything that he can to shift you away. I'm not saying the people pulled out in front of you, the devil. Maybe they just didn't see you because they were looking at the median that was cut. I don't know, but we go that fast and we engage quick. But we have to listen to be obedient to the power and the drawing of the Holy Spirit even when we're mad. 
So I'm to preach the truth to build, up the, uh, to build you up in the fullness of Christ and, and then I get out of the way because now you're standing on the power of God and not in the wisdom of man. Please don't stand in my wisdom. Please. But now you're standing on the power of God and your anchor is firmly rooted where it should be and grasping of hold of what it should be, the finished work of Christ. And now I watch... We, this is the most beautiful part of pastoring is being able to watch the saints of God grow and that, that demonstration of the Holy Spirit continually taking place in their life. And what you will find is those things that you used to engage in, that you used to fight, that you used to become so tore up about, no longer even bother you. I'm going to tell you, man, when I was going to high school, I rode, I rode to because our cars was always tore up, uh, uh, I, would, I had a driver's license and I had a car, but I didn't really feel like pushing it, so I rode with somebody. <laughs> and everybody was Carolina Tar Heel fans, and it would just make me sick to my stomach because I'm an NC State fan, and, and we're terrible at basketball. And when they would beat the wheels off of us, they would be talking, and I was ready to fight. I'm like, pull this car over. We'll settle this right now. And I don't even care anymore. I care less. And I know that seems stupid and petty because it was stupid and petty. But we become so tore up about jump. But then when you're growing in your walk, those things don't matter anymore. It, it, it don't matter anymore. It don't matter if they're, if they're preaching in skinny jeans and a, and a white tank top. As, as a, I just call them wife beaters, but I know that's not proper. I don't know where that term came from, but that's, uh, anyway. It don't mean you're a wife beater if you wear one, please. Don't take it that way. But we need to be crying out for the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. Why? So that we'll preach this word, un, be, uh, uh, preach it with a passion, and preach it with purpose. So why? That we can understand that we're anchored where we should be, and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to war for us. They, they might not do like you do. They might not shout and say it like you, but it don't mean that they're, they're, they're way off kilter. Ephesians 4 tells us that, that here we go, the, the, the five-fold ministry that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, and was all he gave them for the same purpose to preach the gospel. And, and, and it's for the perfecting of the saints. How? Because that's the power of God. So, so we have to preach this and not sway, not compromise. So when we do this, the demonstration of the Holy Spirit takes place in lives and people's lives begin to change and they disengage from a carnal battle and they are engaging where they should be in the Lord. So we talked about purpose last week. We talked about preaching with that purpose, and the purpose is to change us, period. I'm going to sum it up real quick because I'm trying to get ahead. People won't always receive it. They'll receive or reject. That's, not, that's nothing on you. They've received or rejected Christ. And when we become ministers of the gospel, when we are ministers of the gospel, we can engage again in that carnal warfare because we're trying to make people receive it trying to make you. I'm trying to change you with an argument. I say all the time, we, we say it all the time, and in fact, in, in, in Acts 1 and 8, it's told to wait for, so you can be my witnesses, not win a, a, an argument. We're not called to win arguments. We're called to be witnesses for Christ. So, so we look at ourselves and we realize, guess what? When a demonstration of the Holy Spirit happens in our lives, we realize this, I might have to change. I might just need to quit pointing the finger at everybody else and blaming everything else. For, for who I am, what I'm doing, my actions, or my lack thereof. And I need to understand that there are unresolved issues and that the Holy Spirit wants to take care of those, and I'm going to allow Him to. So, so we, we, we know that those clinging, hanging vines, they're there. Why? Because we need to depend on the Holy Spirit all the time, every day, every hour of it. We cannot do it without Him. So when we keep our faith anchored, we stay right there where we should be. We are, we are engaged now where we should be. And we're allowing the Holy Spirit to fight for us. The song that we sing. This is how I fight my battle. It's true. 
I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm just on my knees or worshiping or standing in the presence of the Almighty God or, or resting in that finished work. This is how I fight. And it don't look right to the world. It don't look right to people when I'm not mad. It don't look right when I'm not trying on Saul's armor or fighting with the, the beautiful plates of armor because they're not proven. It don't look right to people. But guess what? I'm not like them, nor are you. We're not like them. We can't do anything without Him. And when we put on what has been tested, tried, and true, I can promise you that it will not fail. It'll get scary at times. Really scary. But it will not fail. But remember, if we're not listening to truth, if we're not availing ourselves to truth, the Bible, the Word of God, then we're not being changed. We are in a war. We, we might not have B-52s flying over us, dropping junk on us. Praise God for that. Praise God that, that the air sirens aren't going off and we don't... Praise God for where we live that we don't have to be terrified of, of people uh, sending bombs. Praise God for that. But there is a war much greater than that that is going on that we are to be engaged in but not in a carnal way. So how in the world do you fight without being physical? It's not natural. His ways aren't our ways. It's not the natural way. And, and, and men especially are, are the, especially the fixers. I'm going to fix it. I want to fix it. I want to take care of it. I want to do it. I want to do it. It's, it's hard. I'm speaking from a man's perspective. It's sometimes it's very difficult because I have to surrender and figure out that I can't. There's so much truth in this little saying. I can't. You can help. So we have to be careful what we're availing ourselves to. Remember, in order to have faith, faith must have an object, and that object has got to be the finished work of Jesus Christ. It has got to be that finished work at Calvary's cross. So when you listen to a partial truth, then you subject yourself to that. You're listening to a carnal message, a fleshly endeavor, and then the best that you'll ever be is coming out to be a better you. Woohoo! I said a couple weeks ago, the best you is a dead you. Because Christ told us to deny ourselves, and he told the disciples to deny themselves. Take up the cross and follow me. The best Jew is a dead Jew. I want to be dead. The old man has passed away. He's gone. He's dead. The Bible says, behold, all things have become new. So that little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, even if you're alive. It does. There's so many uh, uh, visual things been done with, with uh, food coloring and, and all those things. I don't have to put the whole bottle of food coloring into a clear pitcher of water for it to be green, yellow, red, purple, blue, indigo, or violet. Uh, Roy G. Biv, uh, art class in eighth grade. But I don't have to do that for it to change the whole. It's just one drop. Then the water is no longer clear. You might can see through it, but it's still tainted. A little leaven, leaven of the whole lump. This is the importance of us understanding we're not fighting, though we're walking in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. So, so, so we, we have to avail ourselves to the truth. Again, John 3, 16, the message to the lost. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, 1 Corinthians 2 and 2 is the message to the church. So when the object of our faith is Christ and Him crucified, when we sit under the anointed Word of God and our faith is anchored in that finished work, then there will be that demonstration of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the truth will be revealed to us. Our faith will be anchored not in the wisdom of man, but rather in the power of God. And when we stand in the power of God, we learn to overcome the sin that so easily besets us. How? Not by doing things, but by what's already been done. And the Holy Spirit, it's amazing how intelligent the Lord is. He'll lead you to not desire. The Holy Spirit is the only thing that can take the desire away to engage in whatever it may have been. 
I said this this Tuesday, I, I don't like the terminology of the labeling of sin, the, the five big, the four big, the seven big, the how many ever big you want to call it. They're all big because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So Paul's addressing those who still won't believe what he had been preaching. Man, he, he came to them and he, he's addressing this. You're, you're putting it in the wrong place. If you see the video, and I, and I, some, maybe one day we'll share this in church, the sheet that was pulled out of the, the ditch. And then Jacob just hops right back in the ditch. Like, man. But this is all of us. This is the most of the believers' lives because we spend time trying to hop around things that we ain't got no business hopping around anyway. What in the world is the sheep doing over there anyhow? There ain't even no grass. Oh, this looks good. What is this? So, so Paul is addressing these issues. Spiritual warfare, again, is not here quick. It's not bouncing all over the place. It's not jumping on Satan's head. It's not screaming at the devil. That's not spiritual warfare. That's carnal warfare. You know that song, He's under my feet, He's under my feet. You know that? Maybe y'all didn't do that, but we did. <laughs> Satan is under my feet. <laughs> it's true. But we think that we're something. I'm a little mashing in. It's, it's we get caught up in carnality and thinking that I've got the power. I do. It's the Holy Spirit, not me. It's not me. So it's not us warring in a man's type of way that's warring after the flesh. And guess what? You will lose every time. I will lose every time. I will be worn out. Ooh, been a long day. What have you been doing? Spiritual warfare. I pray till I can't pray no more. I've read till I look cross-eyed when I see the Bible. I've cried till, till I can't cry anymore. I've I, I went to every Bible study. I've, I've made myself available to every devotional known to man. I, I about went bankrupt, and I bought every, every daily reader they had, and I'm still struggling. I wonder why. Because we're trying to figure it out, and it won't work. All those are great things. But it's a carnal mindset. <laughs> in Revelation, we're told, and they, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of testimony. And we take this, and some are hit this Tuesday, we take this to literal means that i got to tell everything about me. Madison, i got to tell you what happened to me 17 years ago. Down there to Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> no, I don't have to tell all that. It's not spilling the beans. The testimony is that I once was lost and now I'm found. I once was dead and now I'm alive in Christ. That's the testimony. It's not spilling all the bad stuff you did. Paul's addressing those who will not believe the message of the cross and him crucified. Spiritual warfare. Trying to do it on our own. We we engage again in a warfare that we don't need to because we are frustrating the grace of God. We are essentially, we have gone <coughs> and Rocky's in the ring to fight the Russian. I'm, I'm breaking it down to, to how I, just me. And I'm like, Rocky, step aside. And he says, I must break you. I was like, you ain't going to. And he did. I, I don't have to engage in a war because he's fighting for me. He's fighting for you. And it don't make sense to rest in Christ and you're still at war. But it's exactly how it works. I place my faith 100% in him and I let him do it. I don't have to. 
Yeah, I still pray. Yeah, I still study the word. Yes, I still seek his face. Yes, I still ask for direction. Yes, I still minister the gospel. Yes, I still witness for Christ. Yes, I still do all those things, but it's not to get anything. It's because I've already got all that I need. So just because we walk in the flesh, we don't war after it. You think that I should fight your way, that I should put on Saul's armor. David said, no, it hadn't been tried. Never has, never will kill a Goliath. What is warring after the flesh? What, what is the, that's what the majority of the church does. Bro, if you just get yourself down here and get prayed for. Listen, ain't nothing. we believe in praying for people, and I believe in the power of prayer. But if your faith's in the person that's praying for you, and not in the power of God, your faith's already in the wrong place, and you're fighting with carnality. This may shock you, but if you'll look back up, and you know Benny Hinn who had the magical coat that just waved it and everybody went wild. If you look at Benny Hinn now, he's a changed person. And he'll tell you, if I hear somebody say prosperity one more time, I want to throw up. How would this happen? By a demonstration of the Holy Spirit taking place in his life. Same way it took place in my life. Because obviously, I mean, we're part of the Church of God. I grew up Church of God. I grew up people running. I mean, they, they were all over the place. Across the chairs and out in the parking lot. And God knows what people in Randlow thought when they were driving by. We was having church. Them son guns is crazy. They're probably right about some of them. But we have engaged. And I, listen, please don't get me wrong. If the Lord and the Holy Spirit leads you for that, then... You go for it. But if he does, it's not going to distract anybody. <laughs> There's a difference. So we, we find ourselves warring in a, in a, in after the flesh. Uh, the majority of the church are looking to the spiritual father. Not, Paul said, not in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Uh, 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 placing their faith in the, in the denomination, in their covering. The church has an identity crisis. I, I've been hammered by people because we're a part of a denomination. You must not preach the truth. My faith is not in what's on that sign. I don't care what it says. We could change the name of it to the Little Metal Church with a jacked-up parking lot on Pine Ridge Drive. I don't care. My name, my faith is not right there. It's who dwells in me and what's being proclaimed from the pulpit. we got people placing their faith in the denomination, whatever it may be. Whatever, I, whatever it is. You know, non-denomination is a denomination now. It really, it is. We're not denominational. Well, okay, you're a denomination. <laughs> placing, placing uh, or, or, or listening to fancy speeches with those deep spiritual truths that people can't tell you what it means because it's too deep. That, it's because they don't know what it means. It's because they're just made up some kind of garbage. Bro, this is deep. You're not on the same level I am. Let me tell you something. I can preach the deepest message to a three-year-old or a 93-year-old, and it's the same message. And it has the same depth. <laughs> it's Christ and Him crucified. It's nothing else. The only reason that one again would make that is because they're warring after the flesh, trying to get you to place your faith in them. As a, as a pastor, I'm, I'm nothing great. I'm just a, just a deliverer, a, a messenger of the gospel, and that is a, an honor. But I'm nothing great. Place your faith in the wisdom or the power of God. So, again, Paul said, I come not with the excellency of speech or with the wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We are not to be a great thing. I'm to feed the flock of God. Paul was saying, you think that I'm like you, but I'm not. You think that I want to take the seat of the Sadducee, but I don't. You think that I want to get in a, philosoph a philosophical debate with you, but I don't. I came to, 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 to tell you there's only one way, there's only one hope, and there's only one reason I'm here, and it's not to engage in your argument. To tell you that Christ is the answer. 
Paul, I, I don't speak with great oratorical ability. I, I don't get up and, 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 and speak about the things that some people speak about. I, I don't get up and say God is changing or the church is in a paradigm shift. I don't do any of those. I don't use any of those things. I, I, I don't get up and say that God no longer uses preaching to, to pierce and penetrate the, the hardened heart. I don't do any of those things because I'm not like anyone else. I'm like Christ has called me to be, and I'm not engaging in a carnal war. I'm engaging in spiritual battle. How? By resting in the finished work of Christ. I don't war after the flesh. My faith is in not what I can do or man can do, but it's in what has already been done. And it's okay for you to say, well, I'm not like you. I'm not like you. People ask, what do y'all do at Lakeside? We tell them all the time. We preach. Well, what, okay, what are y'all doing to youth? <laughs> we preach. I mean, what, what about at children's church? I mean, children's church, y'all, y'all got a game. They preach. What? The Word of God. Why? Because it's that simple. It's that simple. I'm, we're not, I'm not like, it's okay. I'm, I'm not saying that you're, I'm not like you. I'm not going to engage in a carnal warfare because there's a, there's a, there's a wise old man here that, that this church had told me once when I came in, if we win them with a hot dog, somebody will take them with a hamburger. <laughs> or maybe vice versa. I don't know which one came first, but it don't matter. And ain't nothing wrong with eating hot dogs and hamburgers. We're going to have a food and fellowship night. We're going to eat crab legs and maybe not crab legs, but the crab meat out of legs and corn and sausage and all those kind of good things. But ain't nothing about that. It's about where our faith is anchored. So Saul's armor, again, never defeated the Goliath. I don't war after the flesh. I want to experience that abundant life, the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power of God changing lives continually. Not being entertained by our weapons of carnality. You know, Pentecostal folks, we loud and proud. If you don't like it, leave. What kind of attitude is that? Ain't nobody going to shut down my shout. Okay? If it ain't left from the Holy Spirit, then shut it down. But our weapons are mighty. They're mighty. I stand on the power of God. Why? Because my faith is in the finished work. This is spiritual warfare. That don't make no sense. They got to be more. No. It's got got to be deeper. No. It's placing our faith in the finished work of Christ and letting him war for you. Really? That's it? Really? Yes, that's it. It's, 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 it's not complicated. We complicate it. Somebody, uh, we need to get this. And, and no matter if, if, they, if, they, if you're a minister, if they take your license away, preach the truth. The simplicity of the gospel. You, you know the, the stats, you know the, 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 the Gen Xers, the, that's me, uh, 16%. Profess Christ as Savior. They say Gen Y millennials. Four uh, percent profess Christ as their Savior. Then you go to the Gen Z. Uh, they don't really know yet because they're still too young. But but the problem is we've tried to engage and 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 attract by the wrong way. If you go to Acts twenty and twenty, I'm sorry I didn't give you this scripture, but I want to show you when you're engaged in spiritual warfare, this will, ha- this will be how you will conduct your life. And you guys should know this verse because you got a shirt with it on. And how I kept back, Paul speaking, kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. And what happens is need, there needs to be less, less talking and more showing and teaching. But, but you can't teach and show something you don't know. I, I want to end with this scripture in 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 15. And however you want to say his name, Jehaziel, or whatever, we need more of those. Said, and he said, Hearken you all of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed. Why in the world would they be afraid or dismayed? Because there was junk coming every which away. 
Be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. What? <laughs> what? What do you, what? It's not mine. And if it's not mine, then why am I worried about it? It's not yours either. Quit engaging in carnal warfare and anchor your faith and allow the Holy Spirit, allow the Lord to fight for you. It don't make sense to the natural man. It don't make sense to our natural minds. But the Bible tells us his ways aren't ours. His thoughts aren't ours. They're much higher. So tonight, as, as you stand in this place, I want you to, if, if you have found yourself engaged in a carnal warfare and worn out, I want to tell you something tonight. Quit fighting. It's okay to quit. It's okay to be a quitter in this aspect. Quit fighting. Quit warring. After the flesh, quit trying to make something happen. So tonight, uh, it may be a little different, but I want you to take time, and I want you to seek the Lord, and I want you to, to allow Him to search you. And, and there may be some things in your life that's just nuts. And you've done everything you know how to do. Well, can I tell you, stop and let Him do all that. He has already done. Let that uh, uh, work be applied. Give it to Him. Give it to the Lord. And trust Him. Trust Him tonight. That's if you go ahead and play the song. Let's respond whichever way you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you. But just spend some time seeking Him tonight.
for so long we've engaged in things that we don't need carnal warfare a carnal mindset trying to figure out how to do it where we belong how to be used thus why 40 days of purpose next to the Bible is the number one seller of Christian material because people want to know but can I tell you a man's answer will never be it it won't and you can try all that you want but you'll find yourself in the same place every time worn out and, and, and people can argue all they want well brother you can't fight if you ain't fighting no yes I can but just this is just like Terrence preached some time ago victory comes through surrender and it just don't make sense to the natural man but that's why it says to those who perish it's foolishness but unto us which is saved it is the power of God so I want to encourage you tonight to not sway to not move to stay the course to keep believing to keep preaching to keep standing to stay anchored where you should be we love you guys. Uh, I don't know if anything's missing anything. Pictures, Saturday, 10 to 2, 20 bucks. Cheap family portraits. I was looking at this thing. Some people need some new family portraits. Our last one, uh, I think Gemma was like three. Uh, but anyway, uh, new family portraits for 20 bucks. All those proceeds go to Life Care Ministry. If you're wondering what Life Care Ministry is, it's a ministry that is uh, uh, specifically for people here uh, that have needs, doctor's appointments, uh, grass cutting, all those type of things. Uh, anyway, it takes finances to do those things. Those monies will go there. But uh, come Saturday and uh, smile real big and give 20 bucks and, and be happy and go your merry way. But uh, anyway, I love you guys, and uh, we will see you soon. Be blessed.